Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Oklahoma Life. My name is Brandon, I've got Nick over here on board tonight. Check, check. Hey buddy. Uh, so, we've had some good time. Karaoke is a thing. I think we need to do that more often, number one, because like, listen, people can shit on uh, Rock Band and Guitar Hero, but you know what it actually, there's a thing about singing together that's not just gospel that is phenomenal. It is, there's a release and music is Jesus, life, bro. It is so good. Music is life. Yeah. So rhythm, rhythm is life. I'm not gonna disagree at all. I I absolutely love getting together and just just singing and doing our things. So um, we we've been having some conversation here tonight. Uh, we are going to throw into the concept of what is morality. Now, before I toss it over to you, Nick, um. There's always this thing as as somebody who is a non-believer, and I always hate the term atheist because it's derogatory for a lot of people, right? It's very true. Um, but they they ask is that if you don't follow X religion, how do you deem morality? Now, I myself I find it very easy because there is, in my opinion, universal truth. So, Nick, to you, what do you feel is morality? How do you define morality? Absolutely. First of all, that's a really good question. Um, I think it's one that is avoided um, in today and age. Um, I think absolute truths make people uncomfortable because it forces us to step outside of our own understanding. And even if you don't fully grasp the meaning of something, it can still be intrinsically true. So as far as morals go, it's principles. Okay. Um, principles would, wow, that's loud. Uh, principles Sorry, would adjusting be, audio. <laughs> no, you're good. So principles is actually an interesting term yeah, that right. I've recently kind of dived into. So the root word is prince, right. which means first right. or firstborn. And then <laughs> morality. Law. Yeah. So it's first law. Right. So morals are laws kind of like gravity. Whether you believe in gravity or not, gravity is true. Unless you're flat earth. (laughs) Well, until you have a priority law that takes place, such as flight, drift, you know, things that supersede gravity. And so I think that the basic moral compass has to do with the laws of nature, such as um, in Judaic Christianity, uh, thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not covet each other's wives. It's it's basic principles to live by in right. community that are a beneficial to the whole and prevent setbacks or... Um, ignorance due to or repercussions due to ignorance if that makes sense yeah no it makes sense um let me ask you a uh different version of the same question absolutely so when you talk about morality um in regards to uh the general populace right is it a is there when you say it's a universal truth, that's my interpretation, right? So morality is a universal truth, right? It's things that automatically I assume um, are good or bad, right? Not necessarily having a backing for the reason of, but like if I see something and it doesn't make sense to me and it seems like it's a negative impact, then to me that would be a bad thing, right? So a negative impact is a bad thing. So when you're looking at the big picture of uh, morality, are there things that um are in the gray area what what would you say would be the in between um for some people it may be okay for some people it may not be is there a gray area in morality number one certainly um so something that kind of comes to mind right now uh has to do with the legalization of marijuana Ooh, yeah okay so let's talk about that okay so there's nothing in the bible that says you should not necessarily partake or medicate to help with mental or physical abilities. There is drunkenness, which is spoken highly against. So 
But at the same time, Jesus drank wine. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying is that there but, are conversations well, against drunkenness. Absolutely. So here's here's what I have to say about it. Okay. I would say that the church abuses food more than it does alcohol. No question. <clears throat> no question. So, I mean, if you want to talk about that, we're talking about obesity. We're talking about limits. Yeah. Um, we're talking about gorging. Yes. You know, it, it's people yeah, that... gluttony. Yeah. E- exactly. And so it's not Over the... It's not the tool that is abused mm-hmm. that is the sin okay it's the overconsumption it's the abuse it's the instead of going to god to seek counsel i smoke weed to give myself peace that would be a sin so let me ask then in regards to uh gluttony sure specifically so a lot of people assume gluttony is overconsumption of uh food or alcohol or something sure in my opinion how i've always viewed it gluttony actually means uh over intake of anything if i watch too much tv that's gluttony right like if i spend 23 hours a day watching television let, let's say i spend 12 hours a day television that's gluttony it doesn't necessarily have to impact your waistline to be considered negatively impacting i mean there's sloth my kind of come my question to that would be where do you derive joy from right and And, and and is it is it one source and if it's one source and it's not god almighty right then according to judo Judo christian judeo sorry judeo christian (laughs) ethics according to martial arts wow judo judo jujitsu but it it would be anti-biblical and and that's where i think there's a lot of issues is people want to try to be black and white with god i agree in my personal experience do you know what the one thing is that god asked for Hmm. have we had this conversation um i can imagine we have but i can't recall it so go ahead and re real enlighten me so where some people are like well i was an alcoholic and yeah. yada 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 or um i was a womanizer mm-hmm. you know god asked right, right. for my lust yada 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 yeah mine was sarcasm interesting right okay you've never heard of sarcasm being a sin have you uh i have but not in the same way i think you're going with it okay is that there is uh sarcasm that has to do um with falsities in which case uh, you know obviously there is a misleading uh, yes is that it's not uh earnest of own heart and things like that that i've heard of that being not necessarily the uh seven deadly sins or uh direct line sin um, but there is a falsity that comes with it that I have heard of people um, pulling back to a sin. But I'm not sure that's what you're talking about, about being a uh, disingenuine sin. So a point. So the thing was, is um, whenever I was going through my transition, mm. I was coming up on Lent. Now, okay. I'm not Catholic in any way, shape, or form. Sure. I've never given up anything for Lent. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone talks about giving up alcohol, yada, sure, yada, yada. Sure, sure. So, I didn't even really know how Lent works. Okay, I get, I get that. So, f- to me, Lent was 40 days. Right. Lent is actual 48 days. Do you know why? Technically, yeah. Because they take every Sunday off. Right. So, they're... <laughs> the Mathematically thing, speaking, yeah. The, the thing that they're giving up is only for six days out of the week, and they can right. do it on the 7th. On the Sabbath, yeah. That's not how I did it. I went straight 40 days. Okay. And leading up to it, mm-hmm. I was like, well, I can't think of anything, so I'm just going to give up alcohol. Okay. Because at the time, I was kind of a situational alcoholic not where i was drinking to get intoxicated every single day right but once every three to six months i would get absolutely blitzed for like three days and i would go on a bender so i have this conversation uh quite often like um so i'm not i'm not going to uh suppose to anybody that alcohol is a good thing right and and i say that very broadly sure right but i myself um technically uh clinically would probably be you know put in as an alcoholic and here's the difference right so it's not that i use it for an escape i don't use it for um i don't get out and and try to use alcohol as a negative concept but um i will absolutely say that i use alcohol to take the edge off which is a uh, downer in concept Sure. Um, so on days that I'm like, God, like, 
have a beer, two or three or five, um, whatever it takes to bring the mood down, right? Sure. And I have this conversation like so. For some people, alcohol makes them angry. You know, some people it makes them uh, horny. Some people it makes them this. Some people it makes them that. In myself, like alcohol, whenever I uh, end up imbibing, it's usually to cut an edge off of things, right? Like I work in a job that is currently very angry, um, where people constantly are negatively impacting impacting my social concept. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, it's you're dealing with a lot of stressors. Yeah. So I have no problem say like, yeah, no, it'll, it'll get to a point where I'll be all like, fuck these people and I'll have a beer, right? Um, is that a good response? Absolutely not, right? But I do understand where you're coming from. There are worse responses. There are. Um, but I understand that it's not, um, it's not alcoholism to um, alleviate. It's, it's more to calm. You know, so in my opinion, I've always used it to a uh, effect of, hey, I need to calm this concept. So um, when it comes down to what you were talking about, right, you were a um, every so often just getting trashed, right? Because that's I no never, longer wanted to handle it. Yeah, that that's a different concept that sure. I don't have. I've, I've, I understand that. I've never been the, uh, I've got to escape. And with that, that's what it sounds like to me. And, and I may be wrong, but it's no, like. No, you're, you're 100% right. It's escapism. It's, yeah. it's I've dealt with this as long as I can. I need to black out or blank out. Right. And take this off the table for a while because I can't keep thinking about this because I'm stuck in a rut. Yeah. And I just need a way out. And if that means I get blackout drunk to forget about it, then I get blackout drunk to forget about it. That's what I mean by situational alcoholism versus yeah. like your everyday thing. So it's very much so an escapism. Right. But I, here's the thing is that I wouldn't call it any more or less than any other alcoholism. Like Not I don't. At all. I think my my current daily concept, and it's not daily. I mean, I probably go, it's probably one every three or four days where I start like, okay, I got to have fucking beer. Like, this is fucking done. Um, I don't think that's any better or worse, but I will say the degree of is where the difference is. And I think your degree is much higher than mine was. Mine is. Um, I still, I'll still have a beer every couple of days or two beers or three beers or whatever. Um, But I don't ever go... I've got to get to the point where I black out. Well, I mean, like, the the last time I really even put this into play, we're talking 2013. Well, I mean... Whenever I got my DUI, and I showed up up at a bar at 2 o'clock in the afternoon because I was working warehouse. Yeah. So I got out early. I showed up at 2, and I left at (laughs) 2. 12 hours? Yeah, that's still... It was 13 hours. It's a hot minute, yeah. Well, and I mean, I probably drank... 10 to 12 beers and i probably had five shots yeah but the only reason why i got pulled over is because i had a tail light out mm-hmm. which yeah tell me about it but it's neither here nor there i was yeah. intoxicated whenever i got pulled over that has nothing to do with it yeah so at that time we're talking one two three probably four years post dui right so yeah because it was 2007 yeah so well, no, 2017 yeah. 2013 to yeah, 2017. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, math, yeah. So um, I was just trying to think of something to surrender, and I know that it had been a struggle in my past, not that it was currently, sure. but nothing was coming to mind. And the day before, I shit you not, the mm-hmm. day before Fat Tuesday, mm-hmm. I hear, give me your sarcasm. I went, when you say you hear, uh, give the me. The thought in my head was, give me your sarcasm. Okay. That's so, literally what I heard inside my head. No, like it wasn't so let me, uh, yeah, no, for sure. So let me rephrase the questionnaire there. Okay. Um, was it your voice? I'm going to say no and I'll tell you why. Okay. This was my response. This is the thought I had. Okay. Give me your sarcasm. Right. I would never. The next thought I had was exactly that's why I want it. Okay. So, the voice you heard was not your own conscience. I think it was my conscience. It was not my own thoughts. Okay. All right. Does that make sense? Uh, it does. I understand where you're uh, 
I don't directing think... the concept to. I will say that you're good. Go no, ahead. I will say that um, they always say that a uh, drunk mind is a sober thought, right? Like that's a thing. I hadn't been drinking. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not saying you are. No, um, I will say this is in that same boat. Is that the um, the worst of needs is exactly what you need. Um, there's that thing that it, it's not a conscious, yes, this is what X, Y, and Z is, but there is that like, all right, so this is what has to happen, and that has to happen is what came to the forefront. You can explain it that way. Okay. Sure. Um, so my thing is, though, by my response, like, I mean... If you and I were having the conversation and you say to me, give me your sarcasm. What what does that even mean? Right. Right. I say I would never. And before I can finish the sentence, you say exactly. That's exactly why I need it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, no further explanation, anything like that. And so I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to give you my sarcasm. Okay. For the next six days, I struggle. I fall on my face. Every time I'm sarcastic, I'm apologizing to people. My bad. Although, yeah. like, for, like, I'm. So, let me ask you in that aspect, right? So, there is that uh, transformational aspect sure. of uh, when you give up something that is near and dear, even though you don't realize it's near and dear, right? Like, if you were to say sarcasm is uh, who you were. And I, I did not realize how much I loved it. Right. Like a lot of people don't understand that concept. Right. I, so I get that. Yeah. How do you, um, how did you address that Man, concept? Like, that's was a really it, good question. Yeah. Was it a, well, this is super easy or is it like, no, it was I was lost. It, it was the second hardest thing I've ever done. The only thing harder than that was quitting smoking cigarettes. <laughs> and, and the reason, the reason I'm why not I say that, I'm not laughing no, 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 at you, no. but like, here's I'm, the thing. I'm literally trying to explain I've, to you I know. how complicated this was. Well, we we had the conversation on how here's much. Here's the thing. You and I, you, you stopped smoking like seven fucking times since I've known you. 12. Oh God, probably at least. Easy. Um, but, the fact that you kicked it is fantastic, right? But nobody really understands how hard it is until you try it. They don't. Right? Like Nobody. Like, this is worse, I think, cigarettes than probably any other drug that I know of. And I mean that legitimately. I would only say heroin is worse because it kills you faster, but at the same time, you don't suffer as much as you do with cigarettes. Right. But there's a timing differential oh, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So, no. anyways, yeah. I, so, yeah, so I to kind of buy into how sarcastic I was, I was raised on Mel Brooks. We had this conversation wrong. in yeah, the previous yeah. podcast. Absolutely. The thing that we loved about each other was how sarcastic we could be and how cutting we could be to people. Yeah, and yeah. and them not even uh. them think we like them. And so I got <sighs> here. Here's the thing: I got my superiority complex from it. I got okay. my intellectual complex from it. Yep. I was better than you. I was smarter than you. And I could make so, you laugh at yourself and prove that I am a better being right, so than you. You and I have this thing, right? Like, Go ahead. Um, and it just came to the forefront. Um, I don't want to say that we're better people because we not. I think we're actually some of the worst out there. And I mean that <laughs> as best as I can. Um, Terrible people. There is this thing that when you have a greater understanding with a um, without any checks or balances, yeah, um, that like when you understand somebody quickly, okay, and yep. and I say that like I don't want to I don't want to be that guy to say I know everybody by sight, but I can quickly size somebody up. And when you can, and then you can cut to the core quickly. Um, I, I, the only way I can say it is that whenever I want to be an asshole, when I was like, I'm not that guy anymore. But like, I could cut you a fucking deep without even trying. The power of life and death rest in the tongue. Yeah, and that's yeah. not an understatement. Like, no, you and I, I both. I think the thing that we um, 
I think how we uh, bonded very quickly on was that we both understood very quickly people and like I could easily tear somebody apart and you could easily tear somebody apart it's not that i want to joke that they don't even know that we're tearing them down yes i i get it and, and and this is this is my point it's the worst so so here's the whole story it hurts for me to think about me doing that again like i, I, wait, I, I know we both have moved no, past it but when I you think it. back to it like god I, I was a terrible person i catch myself sometimes saying things that i used to say Oof. and damn i want to kick my ass yeah so I to, to, to kind of bring I feel it, that like to, to kind of bring it. So here's the deal. So I go six days struggling, yeah. apologizing every day. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry. I did not mean that. Yeah. And I go 40 days straight. Yeah. So I've never tried that. My sarcasm has died off over time. Um, but I have to ask, like, when you catch yourself thinking like this mofo or whatever, like, how did you, how did you respond in your own head? Because the last thing you want to do is say it aloud, right? And I the get only that. time I would apologize is if I said it out loud. Ooh, okay. Because thoughts are mine to corral. And just because I have the thought doesn't mean I spoke it. Dude, that happens to me all the time, though. Is that, like, I think something, I'm like, God damn, I'm an asshole. And, like, I'll say, God damn, I'm an asshole out loud. But I didn't say the first half. So, sure. so for me, what I do is I replace it. Okay. So, like, we talked about one of the things that we used to do was cut people. Yeah. So, now I don't cut people. I shape people. Right. And so, with my words, I edify them. I build them up. I do these things because life in itself is hard enough to where it's going to be cutting yeah. to where I don't need to be the gardener. I used to think I had to be the gardener. Right. You had to trim people back. And exactly. Make, but if you trim people back, they grow better. Well, but here's the thing. Yeah, I get that. Everybody in my life mm-hmm. wanted to cut me down to size. And this comes from my mom. This comes from my dad leaving. And so I was the byproduct of of being cut down because they were terrified of what I would be if I ever fully bloomed. And so watching this happen. So, I mean, there's a lot more that goes into my sarcasm than just your aspect that you know. And there's a lot more that goes into your sarcasm. Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, you're talking about your older brother, Mark. You're talking about your older brother. My sarcasm, I mean, I'm pretty easy. My sarcasm comes down from, like, I have to be the smartest. And I know that's a, a fallacy. Well, the, like, my problem I run into is that, like, if I if I can see a hint of of uh, incorrectness, hypocrisy. weakness, yep. hypocrisy, yep. if I see a inauthenticity, in, yeah, absolutely. If I see anything that's in that time frame yep. that is not not necessarily like a lack of knowledge, but like a uh, you can say ignorant. Well, I I hate the term ignorant because it's misused all the time nowadays. Is that ignorance means a lack of knowledge, in which case a lack of knowledge is absolutely correct. I'm okay with that. Sure. Right? But the willful lack of knowledge, I think, is the problem I run into. The choice. Yeah. Yeah. The choice to remain ignorant. Yes. Whenever that happens, I'm going to tear you fucking apart. And and I do it purposefully and not in a a nice way. And and I knew, I've known that that's my, my personality. And I've been trying to get away from that because, like, like, it's one of those things that like you know like and, and I don't want to use politics as a great example like if somebody is is um, antithetical to uh, common decency right and, sure. and, and politics would be a great example of that right somebody who says well the betterment of man is not my problem right right I'm gonna tear you apart not because I'm an asshole but like because that is antithetical to uh, common decency. And Absolutely. It, but then again, you are making yourself a slave to yeah. respond to people I that choose to. to live that way. Right. Because yeah. You, yeah. Have, you have made a vow that you will not abide this right. ignorance. Right. And so what that does is that adds stress onto you and stress onto the people you're in not your wrong. life. Yeah. Because you have to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's, that's part of it. Well, so, we have this conversation often, though, is that like, what is when you say what is being a better man is a better man being passive acceptance or is a better man speaking out that's a really and there's good never question. a good answer what are you trying to be well the answer is never a good answer are you trying to be wise 
Well, I, I'm trying to be the better man, in which case the better man can be a very wide range of answers, is that I would rather... So do I sit by and let somebody be degrading to another person? No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to I'm gonna speak out, right? But it, if somebody is on their own doing their own thing and are they going to be negatively impacting somebody else and they're not, I'm probably going to let them do it, right? So it's not as... I'd say you're very godly in that aspect. Yeah, so if you're going to... If it's just you and you, probably not going to do anything, right? But if it's you and anybody else... So if your ignorance is oppressing others... Yes. Then I'm going to speak up against it. Correct, yeah. For those that can't speak up for themselves because they themselves are a part of the Or choose not to. Sure. Well, there's a lot of people that choose not to speak up. You're you're 100% correct. Yeah. So here's kind of my stance on it is that wisdom is always passive. It will not argue its own case. Wisdom will sit by the side and let... I don't agree with that. You don't think so? No. Okay. So, okay. So, wisdom, define wisdom in the first place. Maybe maybe it's a definition of wisdom that might be different between you and I. So, maybe you and I agree, but maybe the definition of wisdom is different. So, what I mean by wisdom is passive. It won't make its own case. It won't argue for itself. Wisdom is wisdom because it in itself is wise. It will allow the foolish person to be a fool because it knows that to argue with a fool is not to make them wiser. It's to cause strife. Mm. So with if I'm looking at a fool right okay and a fool so let's let's talk about a white supremacist well no let's talk about fool first right so does a fool know he's a fool no okay so if a fool doesn't know he's a fool and you see the path before him do you choose to speak out for him speak up for him to to defend him no to to correct him yes correct a fool will reject correction so no i would not i would not Okay, I see where you're going with that. So, what do you would speak be, up to the fool, not to somebody else? So, but how to do you, the fool. how do you know that the fool is a fool? Right. That's the next question. So, the thing is, is if I see somebody do something, mm-hmm. I will give them wisdom and try to correct them. If ah. they choose to ignore the correction or the wisdom that I give them, and continue to live in their ignorance, at right. that point they have made a choice to be right. foolish. And at that point, I would not continue feeding into I agree that with you. person. Right, but it's an individual thing. Right, but when they don't have the the uh, full moniker, right? So this is somebody who is uninitiated in whatever X, Y, and Z is. Would you stop looking at the fucking microphone? <laughs> I know. Could you hear it? Oh what yeah, I can hear okay. It. So whenever I talk about being a fool, right? So this is somebody who doesn't know better, right? That's my entire concept. And if you try... If they knew better, they do better. Yes, but yeah, if, all if, that. if they knew better and they don't do better, right? That's where I draw the line. I would say that... Um, well, because... So at that I'm point, they're no it. longer a fool. Right. At that point, they become... I cannot remember how Proverbs words it. Sure. But there is the ignorant that have simply lack of knowledge. Yes. Then there are the... um, Dumb. It's it's kind of the opposite of prudent. Okay. So my thing is that when you're looking at that concept, do I... um, If I know somebody who is factually ignorant, do I try to stop... Do I consider them a fool? Because if I'm gonna if I'm no you're good. if I'm gonna make a decision on what I do, I'm gonna try to talk to the fool. I'm gonna try to give them a better route. Well, you're trying to educate the uneducated. Yeah. And, so, and but I is that, that is that righteous or not? Yes, absolutely. Every single goddamn time. But do <laughs> I think that I know goddamn is a thing for real? No, that was purposefully i know um do i think that there is a better route for every single person what i have a dog i don't know what your question is uh, paint finger point come on oh shit 
Vanessa Hines, hungry, found a $20 bill. Absolutely, go get food. Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm in. I'm asking if you're hungry and if you want anything. I'm in, yes. But you can't go to McDonald's because it's closed, so what do you want to do? <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm done. Whatever. Okay. Do you want anything? Or did you go get food? No, he I'm got... Good. He got... Um, we're talking religion, so when you get back, we're probably going to continue that conversation if you want to join in. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. I didn't make those math. Heard that. Um, all right, so... Why requires them? I love you a huge amount. Absolutely, I'm in. Whatever you want to get. Just burgers. I don't know any price. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's switch gears for a half second, right? So... We can both agree that somebody who is willfully ignorant is a problem. Yeah? Absolutely. Someone that revels in their ignorance. So let me ask you a question then, right? It's very, very dangerous. So let's say you willingly know that whatever you're saying is a factual fallacy. Are you beyond saving morality-wise? Do you continue to put as much effort in as somebody who's willi- willfully ignorant? So, just to make sure I understand the question, are you saying that they are unredeemable? No, 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 no. Somebody who is... so. Or how much effort do I put into their redemption? Yes. Let's go more of the... Okay, so... How much more time am I putting into them? I am aware, as a person, that sleeping with my neighbor's wife is a problem. Yeah. But... You do it anyway. I do it anyways. Sure. But I'm not ashamed of it either. Right. So what do you do with that person? Um, The Apostle Paul says, turn his ass over to Satan. Ooh. He says kick his ass Ooh. out of the church. I remember this. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says so actually one of my favorite yeah. one of my favorite verses so, so, is that so even to bring context to Yes, it, yeah, yeah. So Ooh. Paul Paul is addressing the I church you're in going Corinth, that route. Yeah. I have and, this conversation all the time. And they're like, "Hey, yes. what's going on? What do we do with this?" Because yes. in their culture, they followed I believe it was the god Apollos in Corinth that had uh, the, or it was the goddess Aphrodite I can't yes. remember if it's it, it, I think it's Aphrodite in Corinth yeah so Aphrodite has a temple and what they would do is the women would put like little check marks or something on the right. bottom of their sandals that means follow me yada yada yeah, yada. yeah. It, it, it's for a brothel in theory exactly yes. yeah, yeah. Or, or what they called a temple yeah correct <laughs> I mean listen yeah, hey. semantics hey nothing gets you know what the original Mago Day is uh, the word of God, the original? I no, don't no, know. no. The image of God. Yeah, image. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, yeah. It's human sex. It's male and female becoming one in so unity. That with actually God. plays into um, several yeah. different, not just so not many. as Christian, but yeah, no, that, so that's many. the thing is that higher yeah. enlightenment comes from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, so every time we have sex, it's a threesome in Christianity. Y'all think we're prude? <laughs> we're actually advanced. <laughs> But so that's neither here nor there. But to to get back right, to where I Paul's like it, at, I like it. all right, go ahead. To get back to, uh, oh, we're freaky shit. people, man. We're yeah. all getting nailed to boards. I mean, you know, yeah. whatever. Whatever, yeah. J- <laughs> Jive turkey. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Um, shit. But so Paul is addressing an issue in the church in Corinth okay. where yeah, yeah. a gentleman is bragging about having sexual intercourse with his stepmother. Uh, yeah, I remember this. Okay. And Paul says, kick his ass out. Yes. Right, right, right. He says, don't pray with him. Do not let him think this is acceptable. Right. Yada, yada, yada. Remove him from. And yeah. so what it, what it really is, is, and I think this is where the church kind of went way too far, is they took their power to excommunicate or to remove the relationship between a believer and God so as not an opportunity. That's an actually inter- interesting question that I've always sure. uh, postulated, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So people yeah. who say that they are followers of Christ, but I don't follow religion, right? That's a very common concept whenever it comes to They're idiots. Uh, don't, yeah. But go um, ahead. I used to say that. Right. You're not wrong. Um, so the question, though, is, is that does the church have the ability to remove God from somebody? And my answer is... No, there, there's no way that a church could remove God from somebody. That you can't do that. 
that doesn't work that way because it, within several different sects, whenever you're talking about actually uh, uh, verses themselves, is you're that good. it's a one-in-one conversation, in which case there's nobody else that can influence whether or not you have a relationship with God. So can a church right. remove it? And the answer to me is no. So the phrase that is very common in Christian circles today is, can a Christian be a Christian without the church? Right. And the answer is yes. Yes, in theory. Yes. But if you are a Christian, you will seek the church. The The reason, the reason behind that, hold on. Okay, Christianity. I'm, I'm listening, yep, but so I, got, I got a process. Go ahead. Christianity in itself is a one-on-one decision. Yes. But in order to fully live out the Christian life, you have to live in community. Because God himself is a communi- communicative, fellowshipping being. He has three different entities known as the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Right, right. The Trinity. Trinity. The Trinity. Yeah. So he himself is a communal God reaching out for a community of people. The church in itself isn't a building it is the body of believers. So if you are a believer, you yourself are a part of a hive mentality to give it a lack of a lack of a better understanding just from my ignorance. You yourself are a part of one body. So this is where Judaism and Christianity kind of have issues and this is where Paul well, dies. That's into where the split is. The body of Christ yeah. is the bride of Christ. Right. So the body of the church is the bride of Christ. And so it's that marriage so, that me, used to be between the ancient nation of Israel yes. that now includes all of humanity, those that choose God by faith through Abraham. So let me ask you in response to that. Yeah. Um, so is somebody able to um, selfishly seek Christ? You can't do that. You can or cannot? Cannot. Why? To seek Christ is selfless. Okay. Um, Christ himself. Now, so to to, now, to he, clarify, to seek Christ, it requires other people. To clarify the questionnaire. In order for Christ to be revealed, he had to come. So that in itself, he himself had to come. Therefore, it was dependent on someone representing hmm. that in a physical form. Because we needed a point of reference because every man, whether it was David, Abraham, whatever man of God, Elijah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not wrong. (sighs) (laughs) Muhammad didn't. Anyways, Muhammad didn't write. (laughs) Muhammad didn't write anything. Muhammad didn't write anything. Right. Neither did Jesus. But his words are documented. Uh, And? It's, it's not me. Anyways. <laughs> We're having a conversation. You're trying to nitpick. Me. I just threw a Z in. It's fine. <laughs> or an ish. Islam. Ish? Yeah. Doesn't, well, so here's something that I found very interesting. Okay. Is that, you know, you want to talk about Abrahamic covenants and Islam yeah, 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 versus yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Okay. Ravi Zacharias actually met with like a sheik. Uh, yes, correct. And the story was, he said, you know what? Let's not argue about whose son right. yeah, Abraham took up, whether it's Ishmael or Isaac. Right. And he said, 2,000 years after that, Jesus went up. And as long as we don't accept the sacrifice that God put on the hill, which was his son, right. didn't stop the axe, we're going to continue sacrificing our sons to war. So let me ask you a question, man, and we're going fli- to we're going to flip this ship hard because Let's go. um and, and this what? is what this is where you and I um drastically differ, right? Yeah. And and I I the best way I can explain it between you and I, um we've known each other for fucking over a decade. Over a decade. Um, I am self-taught. You are now, um, the best way I can place it is that you are, um, taught by others. Right. And that's not a bad thing. Like that's just, I, 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 the best way I can explain it is that like, I've never had formal teaching. Everything that I've learned hasn't necessarily come from the formal teaching, but I've I've had none. 
and you've had none. I right. have also sought out on my own You're right. different teachings that weren't right. indoctrinated in the school that I was at. Right. So but it's not a solo. It's, it's mine as a I've never had any kind of formal teaching. You didn't religion. pay someone else to tell you how to think. At all. Ever. Like, I've never Absolutely. had uh, there was high no school, agenda college, in your education. nothing. None. Right. And and you've had that in comparison, right? In to, somewhat. It yes. was what, whatever you want. Well, and I, I've had, so just to kind of give background, I have studied from those that have set precedents mm -hmm. in the Christian theological yes. circle over the last Absolutely. 40 years. Like, legitimate education i'm not disagreeing with not you. at all i'm trying to yeah. help them out yeah but yeah go ahead so the uh the concept that comes into mind right so um there there's a stark differential between you and i um so my question i think comes back to the very very base point of whenever you're looking at um theoretical religion right so if you're talking about um I follow the Abrahamic faith, which you do, sure. um, and then you say, I can agree that X happened and Y followed because of X originally happened, right? Sure. So have you ever thought that there's a certain point where you go, I think that's a, a bridge too far. That's, that's one step I cannot follow. Have you ever... And, and I don't mean necessarily in your no, no, current no, you're faith. Good. I, I understand um, what you're saying. Have you ever hit that point where you go? Oh, absolutely. You know what? I don't necessarily agree that Jonah lived in a whale. Sure. Or a uh, big fish. Let me rephrase. Jonah didn't live in a whale. He lived in a big fish. Um, have you ever? Can hit I that just point? say? Can I just say that I love the fact that you know it says fish and not whale in the yeah. Bible? <laughs> well, you're welcome. Yeah. I, no, I mean I'm serious. And, That's a and, big thing. And, I know. And, I'm, and this I'm aware. is yeah. th this is huge to me, and I think. This is where you're closer, and you say that we have staunch differences. We do, though. Theoretically. Hold on. I, oh, no, I, mean, I, I guess I, we have staunch... Uh, I accept uh, Assumptions of answers. How about, how about I accept answers that you require more proof of? I think we have the same amount of proof is the problem. I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah. I'm accepting things on faith where you need more merit. Yes. Absolutely. I'll agree so, with you there, yes. So, so here's the thing. I, I really believe that you and I are a lot closer than we are different. Yes. I, I, I'm. Listen, this, no. this is a conversation that, you know, you and I, like, there was, a, there was a split for quite some time when you had to find yourself, and I, I have no problem with that, right? I almost killed myself, man. I know. But then you actually, you reached out to me. You said, hey, listen, dude. Like I'm fucking sorry. Yeah, in in like because I understood that it there is I don't hold anything against anybody. Sure. Right? Like and I say that across the board. Like I've been treated shittily by a lot of people, but broken people do broken things. Yes, right. But like you and I have we've had our differences. We've Man. had these conversations. But like I don't feel that there's ever been a time where you've had malice towards me. I don't think you've ever... I've never hated you. You've... I've never wanted wrong for you. Right. I've... There, so, there have been times when I couldn't be around you, but that didn't mean that I'm I didn't okay have with love that. for you. Right. I'm Absolutely. okay with that, right? Like, I'm, I'm a thousand percent okay yeah. with somebody saying, listen, your presence isn't good for me right now. Right, but there's a difference between you not being good for me is not the same thing as I want you to fucking die and go to hell. Oh, absolutely. There's that's a huge bridge. Oh, that's uh, so I think that's the conversation you and I have always been on. Is sure. that like I've never held malice towards you and you've never held malice towards me. Well, I mean, and even so, even before the transformation and everything, whenever you and I would hang out. We we've, we've had disagreements. Well, and and there were times whenever I actually agreed with you on the theological standpoint well, in sure. my past. Right. What? Well, uh, whenever we would go against Bubba and we. I don't you think. Know. No, I don't think that. Well, and that's the thing, though, is that like, I don't. Th the best way I can say it is that you and I have not necessarily been at odds. The how doesn't necessarily define the why. Right, certainly, and, and and I don't think the how has been as odds as much as the why, 
right? Like, how did religion become to this point versus why did religion come to this point are two different conversations. Sure. I don't think we necessarily disagree, but I don't necessarily agree that we agree. Well, and the why, the why aspect of it are the things that we still can't answer. But that's okay, and we're both okay with postulizing our theories, in which case, as long as you can do that without being an asshole, you're fine. Exactly. Um, So back to the original point, um, I I think that between you and I, there's a lot of things that we, we don't agree on, we do agree on, what have you, but have you ever been like, this is something that I cannot be on board for? Well... You mean as far as, like, what you believe? What you believe, not I. Okay, in my research. Yes. So. Again, like, did Jonah live in a in a, in a big fish for X amount of days? Right, absolutely. Um, whenever it comes to God, and you're talking about the authenticity of miracles that have been written down in ancient transcripts, Sure. Since the 800s AD or BC. BC, sorry. right. Yeah, you're good. Since 800 BC. I know you're good. <clears throat> I don't question authenticity of the Bible anymore like I used to. Okay. Due to experiences such as the conversation we had about my sarcasm. Yeah. No, I understand. Um, Whenever I was going through my transition, just to kind of finish up on that, and I made it my 40 days, and I did. I went 40 straight days where I either apologized, which was the first six. Yeah. I apologized about my sarcasm, or I simply did not speak sarcasm. Mm -hmm. And at the end of my 40 days, I found out that it was supposed to go 48 because the Bible reading plan I was on had another eight days. Surprise. I was so pissed. (laughs) I was like, what the hell is this? And then I had this thought, and the thought was, if you really want to lead people and have influence, you cannot mislead them with your speech. Yes. And no duplicitousness. Exactly. And and is that simple? Yeah. Does it make sense? No. I never would have thought of it. Yeah. And so because I never would have thought of it, I believe it comes from an external source. Okay. Whatever you want to call that external source is up to you. I believe that it is the Holy Spirit or the confidant, the comforter. Sure. It's yeah. it's the living spirit of God's will on the earth. I believe it's more interdimensional than it is extraterrestrial. So you say intra, not inter. Right. Intra. Okay. okay. Intradimensional, where it overlaps. Yes, right. Absolutely. Okay. And, but that's not here or there it's simply because of that experience mm-hmm. and from the night that saved my marriage right and your life no less all of it yeah i mean brandon it to hear <laughs> can you imagine believing in the god of the universe and hearing Red Foreman speak to you, <laughs> like <laughs> tell me it wasn't Red Foreman's fucking voice, bro. Did I really? Did I not? You uh, told me the story. I didn't know it was bro, Red so, Goddamn so Foreman I though, smash, because that to me is the greatest bro, thing. If it is, I smash every picture in the house, and I'm. You've like, told you know me what? that. Yes, I'm I know the story. I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna open up my wrist. He's like, I'm gonna kick your. I ass. look what at happened? the floor. What? At my feet, and there's okay. a seven-inch blade. Yeah, I remember you telling I me I bend over to pick it up, and this is literally what God says to me. No, dumbass. <laughs> I don't think I've heard that part. I said, I, yeah, I, I said, I All said. Right. What? What? Yeah. Like, no literally, shit. what? He goes, not your mind, or not your life. Yeah. Your mindset. Yeah. I cannot do anything with you the way you think. So if you'll follow me, I'll show you a better way. Let me ask you, I mean, so this is where you and I have such a stark differential, right? No, it's fine. Like we can both agree that neither one of us wants to convince the other, right? The only thing, it's not my job. It's not my job either. Right. The only thing that I can do is explain my viewpoint and that's all that I have to do. Articulation. 
Right. Absolutely. And anything past that point, if you take it upon yourself, that's on you. Sure. Right? It, 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 I feel that I'm not wrong on that conversation. No, no, no. So let me ask you a question. Please. Is that I have never uh, personally had any kind of out of body, out of mind, out of um, anything concept. Like, sure. I've never personally felt the um draw from anything right like i've never nothing that i can explain everything comes into the five senses for you yes right like i've never had that plus one um so when you were in that scenario and you felt that um plus one coming into play conscience yeah call it what you will i never i'm not gonna put a a theory on to conscience because conscience i've had conscience concept but that's not a plus one so i still recognize that as me so when you have a plus one coming to mindset Mm -hmm. um like how do you um how do you differentiate that between A and B? Like, do you do you automatically know this isn't your conscience? Like, how do you how do you push this plot past? That's this? such a really good question. Yeah. Uh, usually, whatever the thought originally is, I hate it. So to clarify, you hate it as in you you disagree with it, hate it, or you hate it as in this is a terrible concept like this is the worst thing i've ever heard what is hate okay so promptings okay uh feeling compelled to go help somebody feeling compelled to do something that's not necessarily me driven showing up to something that doesn't necessarily make sense like a lot of selfishness on a Thursday night, feeling compelled to go serve under the bridge, okay. which is a uh, organization called Nightlight Tulsa that feeds the homeless under sure. the second something bridge, yada, yada, yada. Sure. I felt compelled to go do that one night, and I picked up one of my youth kids. We went. God moved in an amazing way. Sure. And so usually it conflicts with my internal desire. Your will? I would say sin nature, not will. Okay, so define sin nature because will is a personal... Self, self-destructive, self-satisfying, in the moment, I'm going to please what I desire. And so again, to clarify, so you said self-destructive. So if my personal will is not, I don't want to do that. It's not necessarily a, um, I hate this, but it's not something that I feel is going to better me. See, this is where it, I, I really don't know how this to is articulate where I'm trying to understand this. Yeah, no, completely. So I, I guess to kind of backtrack real quick. Okay. Whenever we're talking about God or whatever voice you want to call it. Yeah, sure. For those that are listening. Uh, nobody. Me, I like <laughs> I get like five listeners a calling, month. Calling me a dumbass and not to kill myself. Okay. In that moment, I had hit a point where I didn't want to think. I couldn't think. I yeah. was emotionally spent. I literally was ready to surrender my life to nothing. Okay. And in that moment, I heard him speak and say, if you follow me, I'll show you a better way. And I said, all right, man. Fuck it. I got magic, nothing else. Magic box. Ma- so, or what, ha- what do they call it? Magic rainbow unicorn in the sky guy. You're not wrong. I say, so what do you want me to do? And he tells me to go get Susie. I remember you telling me this. If I would have told you everything leading up to that story Mm -hmm. and then, hey, do you think I should go get my wife? I'd be like, nah. No, you're going to go to jail. What in the the hell are you thinking? Yeah. I show up at my mom's house. She comes out. I remember this. Yeah, yeah. Threatening to call the cops. And everything happened the way that it had to happen. So the one thing that I always have to impress upon people with this podcast specifically. Sure. Like, I don't push heavily on it. Do you know why? Do you know what this podcast is for? No? Let's say you died on the way home today. Oh, yeah. You have something to document. I want your child to yeah. know what you believed in Absolutely. And that's exactly my concept. Like, yeah. I will tell you straight out, I don't know my grandparents. Like, my grandmother, I knew her slightly. Sure. And I say slightly as in minimally. Yeah. Right? Um, I have several friends who have had parents who have died. 
um, and they only know the stories from their significant others, but not from the word of mouth. And I really think there is a necessity to be able to articulate my thoughts that doesn't have to be filtered by somebody else. Amen. Right. And like, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're right. I'm not saying that this person is going to try and misrepresent me. But the only way that I can represent what I believe is by saying it myself. Certainly. You know, so let's get back to the original point is that, um, so you, so the discernment. Yes. So you've never had that point where you thought to yourself, this is not accurate. This is not making sense. This is not the thing. So that's, that's a really great thing. And, um, Paul addresses this, I believe in second Timothy, whenever he says, study to show yourself approved i i know i know second timothy i know timothy i actually may rephrase i don't know second timothy um so paul has a conversation pretty heavily about trying to understand uh where things are and why so timothy is a very young leader in the yes, early church right he is He's the why constant yeah, that, that's he, what I remember. He he is overseeing one of the largest churches in, um, I want to say Galatia. That sounds yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly which city he was in. It wasn't yeah. Philippi. No, I I want to say it was no. either Ephesus or uh, Thessalonica. I can't remember which one. Either one, I can't remember. But so yeah. he was a very he was a much younger man. I think than Paul was. Right. And so he says, don't let your youth discourage you. Correct. Don't let anyone discount you because of your youth, yada, yada, yes. yada. And that's actually what I take away from that one. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, that's exactly it. Yeah. Is that there. Well, youth doesn't mean you're unwise. Right. But youth also doesn't play into not just that you're unwise, but that like the the best mental fortitude for people is whenever they're still able to mentally gymnastic thoughts in their own head and Absolutely. be able to counter what they don't not understand. Yeah. Right. So a lot well, of people don't most realize of the founding fathers, what were their ages uh, between 20 and 25? There you go. You know, a lot of people don't realize is that like the people that get out there and try to understand things are actually uh-huh. very, very young Yeah, is there's a difference between being too young and being too old. Sure. And like, that's exactly what that was. That time frame you're talking about is yep. that, it's I am building my own mental thought of where things yep. make sense to me and where things are. And it's past the point of being naive, but it's not to the point where you are um, jaded. Well, And, and I there's think, that nice, yep. gentle line where you have to be able to understand, like, this is where wisdom really lies. Wisdom doesn't necessarily lie well, in, in the 80- or 90-year-old. It lies with that person who is not young enough to but not too old. Like yeah. it's there's there's a simple line there that's so complicated. Yeah, it's it's living intention. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what the Bible and Christianity really does for me is that it gives me answers for tension. Well, but you got to think it in gives mind, you a though, principle here and a principle there. The people who in the Bible when you're talking about that mathematically speaking, their average lifespan was like 30 fucking 3. Like it wasn't they they weren't living to 70. Right, so when you talk about anybody... You're talking New Testament? Yeah. Generally speaking, like, 45 was considered, like, elderly at that point. Sure. You know, so there is that in-between where you're not old, you're not young, but you still have good intent. And that, I think, people mischaracterize way too often. Well, I mean, like, most of your martyrs, I mean, you look at Jesus, John the Baptist, even Judas, who took his own life, all of those happened before the age of 40. I don't like the term of martyr. Martyr just means to bear witness. I understand. Okay. I'm sorry. What would you prefer me to use, witness? No. So, okay, so when you talk about a martyr, right, so to bear witness, to bear witness to what? Right, so there are people who are uh, considered martyrs who are killed by the church. There's people who are killed by the masses. There's people that are killed by X, Y, and Z. Right, they died it, because of their testimony. It means the right, they, which is what I'm going. They with. died because of their opinion. Yes, right. They and, were willing to die for the thought. Yes. Yeah. 
Right, but that is also uh, misused just as often, right? You I can, can understand that. You I, don't, can, I don't try to misuse is, it, though. Is, oh, I'm not saying you are. Is that is Joan of Arkham martyr? Well, I mean, as far as ideals, yeah. Yeah, because she chose to die for high, her yeah, ideals. Yeah, mar- martyrdom isn't solely Christian. Right. But there are Christian martyrs. Yes. And, and that's But okay. there is an automatic yeah. assumption... That this person, and well, there is that this person, whoever is a martyr, hmm. um, is a saint, and that is not the fucking case. Oh, no, see no, that? No, no, no. in no, the no. uninitiated people no. who haven't actually read, yeah, no, and no, you no. say the term martyr, yeah, they assume that this person is holier no. than thou, and that no, no, is no. not the fucking case. Absolutely, that's somebody not. who has died for their belief, and I do not disagree with sure. that, but that does not mean that their belief was valid. Sure. Absolutely. Well, and yeah, I mean, that's that's getting into the intricacies of what the term martyrdom actually means. Yeah, but yeah. that's why I use it freely between you and I, because yes. I know that I don't have to make that explanation. Right, right. So um, just to kind of get back to discernment mm-hmm. in your original question. Yeah. With Timothy, uh, Paul tells him to study to show yourself to prove what that means in context is that you should understand scripture to the point where you understand the personification and the personality and the characteristics of the kingdom of God, I agree with which that. is the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And so whenever you dive into this worldview, you're looking at the kingdom of heaven, which represents good, plenty, mm-hmm. abundant, yes, love, You know, all of the characteristics that you can think about God, justice, righteousness, holiness, yada, yada, yada. And then the counterpoint Mm -hmm. would be the kingdom of darkness, Mm -hmm. which in Hebrew is actually ignorance. Right. And the kingdom of hell or kingdom ruled by Satan. And so there are, hold on. Uh, Well, I have a question. Go ahead. I'm trying to explain. So you have basic characteristics from each kingdom. Yeah. So by understanding the characteristics of the kingdom of heaven, you understand what is good. And therefore by those definitions, I can discern correctly versus having my own opinion of what is good and what is evil, which gets back to Genesis two, three, so you know, with the fall and yada yada yada. Yeah, the personal assumption though aside, um, because like they it, within even biblical structure, there yeah. uh, the fallacy comes within man. Like that's no question. Yeah. So the fact that a lot of uh, churches in general have uh, moved away from the concept of Satan, where are you at on this? It's kind of like the Antichrist. Um, it's well, more... but even then, though, like, so put it in perspective, um, I think the Antichrist or Satan or whatever you want to call it is mentioned in the Bible completely, if you're talking about King uh, King John Version. James. James. Uh, it's like three fucking times. Like, it's super minimal. Well, that's that's talking about the Antichrist. Whereas, As a whole. Well, no, because so Satan is mentioned in... Matthew, whenever Jesus says that he saw Satan fall from the skies, yeah, like lightning, right? Is that Revelation? Uh, I think Revelation actually. It's either Revelation or First Thessalonians. I, th- I know. I think you're you're right on Revelation. So um, there's that. Then you have Satan in the garden. Yeah. So here's my response. Okay. Are Satan and God equal? No. No. God is the ultimate authority. Right. Everything well, is well, under his but power. It's the kind of con- common concept that God kicks Satan out. So, like, they can't be even. Right. So, Satan is now here on earth because that's where he is cast him, according to the Judeo Christian tradition. Yes. Okay. And if we're going that way, we're looking at a three tier heaven. Okay. I agree. One, and this is where your flat earthers come in. <laughs> So you you have you have level one heaven, which is okay. which is earth, which is where oh, Satan shit. got cast down to, which is where okay. God parted the waters yes. from the extra yada Then there is a second heaven, okay, where there is a throne, right, 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 and yeah. God has created that throne for mankind, right, and Adam 
was supposed to take that throne. But he did not. Right. Adam abstained yes. from rule, right. which left a vacant seat. Correct. At which point Satan took the throne because it was vacant and he could do so. Yes. Because Adam now took advice from Satan, giving him authority right. versus doubt. God. It was more known as doubt. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Not trusting God and trusting someone else's opinion. Correct. Yeah. Doubt. Yeah. yeah. So Satan takes the second heaven throne. Right. Jesus Christ shows up, goes through his crucifixion, comes back from the dead, resurrection, is restored to Adam's rightful throne in the second heaven, kicks Satan out. Satan is no longer allowed in second heaven. He is now back on the earth roaming, yada, yada, Doing yada. Thing, yeah. So as far as Satan being the accuser of brethren and this, that, and the right, other, yeah. it is less intense because we now have an advocate at the right hand of God according to Judaic Judeo-Christian tradition. tradition. Yeah, I get you. Understanding that Jesus has restored balance to the throne and he is now the advocate versus the adversary, which is where Satan was spewing all that horrible stuff about humanity right. and how humanity would never live up to its potential and yada, yada, yada. So that's where I'm kind of at with Satan. Um, his role is... Do you think it's diminished? Do you think it's enhanced? Where are you at? I think that we... <laughs> it's really crazy, man. I, I oh. think we, we want to give him more credit than he deserves. We want to blame him instead of looking at ourselves mm. and, and our fallen nature. Mm -hmm. And okay. so it, kind of the old adage is, did you ever hear the one about the little demon that was crying in the gutter? Yes. Yeah. He was sitting there boohooing, having a terrible time, and the saint walks up and says, little demon, what's wrong? And he goes, all oh, these Christians are blaming me for all this terrible stuff, right, and right, I haven't right. done anything. Right. And so I think to that it speaks to the fallen nature of man, yeah. which I believe is our greatest trial hmm. versus the opposition of Satan. Because this is an internal battle, and I think that's where you get the double-mindedness, which James talks about, yep. where you're going back and forth and literally contradicting yourselves, which we heard earlier today. Okay. You know, so there's that aspect of it. Um, I really believe that the current battlefield that we're really talking about is the battlefield of the mind. It's psychology, it's wrong. theology, it's where do you get your image from? You know, all of these things are coming to a point and I think this time in history is going to reveal the truth. Alright, so um, we're over an hour in this point. So we're going to flip the script ne next episode, right? So clearly you and I have known each other for a long time. Um, I really do value your opinion. Not yours. And this is going to be the opportunity. Let, let's call it Ask an Atheist this round. Whew. Oof. You're in charge of the next episode, whatever let's you whatever you want to do on this episode. So, like, I will be honest and say that um, I feel that I am decently well-versed. I'm not, I'm not anywhere near top-level theologian. Right, but I'm I'm well enough versed that I understand the concepts behind the questions being talked about. Right, um, so very rarely do questions get asked towards the atheist. Like, there's a sure. lot of demeaning conversation that like you have to be wrong. So here's why. <laughs> um, but I don't feel there's enough actual. Um, uh, questions to understand. There's questions to demean, but there's not a lot of questions to understand. Right, so I'm going to put you in charge of um, playing the devil's advocate to understand and play into the concept of what it is and why that I do what I do. I'll give it my best. All right, so you good with that? Yep. And, and to be clear, this isn't me trying to convert. Oh, no, you, not at you all. You and I have always considered that is not on the table. No, But, not like, at all. this is um, somebody from a faith perspective having conversation with questions absolutely okay you cool i'm good all right we'll end this one and start again all right